How do you react when something does not go your way? When it could be something as minor as going to a store and they don't have what you want, or going to a restaurant and they don't have what you want. How quick are you to get angry? Now keep that in mind for a minute. I'm going to stop it right there to welcome all of you to the Shatter and Breathe podcast, episode 2. If you're back from last week, I appreciate you. If you're just now joining me for the first time, I appreciate you giving me a chance and coming to listen to me. Today's topic is hostility. Specifically, unneeded or unwarranted hostility. When I was a kid, I had very strong anger issues. I would get angry very quick. I would get so angry to the point where I would just start bawling. I would just start just losing my mind because I was so angry. I would get so worked up and I just couldn't hold it in. And it would be during times where I'm just play fighting. You know, me and my sister as kids, we'd fight. Me and my dad would wrestle around. And I would get so worked up and so angry because it 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 drew that out of me because some for some reason I had all this pent up anger. What is the reason for it? I really don't know. I had a great childhood. Up until the end of year seven and eight years old, I was I had a great childhood. Um, and that was just medical stuff that I'm sure I'll get into on an episode down the road. But um, I had a great childhood. I had a I had a wonderful family. I still have a wonderful family. But when I'd wrestle around, I would get so angry for some reason. Just I had so much built up in me that I would just explode. Over time, I think it has to do with not even not specifically anger, but every emotion I am highly sensitive to, which will also be another episode when I try to dive into that specifically. Kind of wrapping all of the emotions up in one. But, um, I was just so angry so quickly. And that hasn't necessarily went away. I still get very angry easily. I still, like, I'm, I will flip so quick with a mood change. I'll be perfectly fine, having a good time. Then something will happen. Someone will either say something. I'll think of something. Like, I will put myself in this mood. For some reason or another, I I just... I just have horrible mood swings. And I will just get angry so easily. So I spent many years still working on it. But I spent many years trying to cope with it, trying to understand it, trying to deal with it, trying to shield it. And thankfully, over time, I really learned to control it better. Not control it to the point where it doesn't happen, because it still very much happens. I still get very angry very easily. I have a very short fuse. However, it's my way of processing it. It's my way It's my way of dealing with it. Whether I'm angry or I'm upset, I will distance myself. I will seclude myself. That's me. I'll recluse. I will keep to myself because I know how I am. If I'm angry, the slightest little annoyance that, to be honest, may not even be worthy of calling an annoyance but it, it it's how my it's how my mind works the smallest thing that could annoy me will make it 10 times worse and 
because of my anger issues as a kid, because of my early stages of going through this and processing it and having that raw emotion before I tamed it, I would have emotional casualties. I would say things to people that didn't deserve it. I would give attitude to people that didn't deserve it. So I I learned to distance myself. It's like the idea of the wolf. A wolf gets injured, he'll go off by himself and lick his wounds. That's how I am. I will go off by myself and I will do what I can to get through the mood, get over it, and then be at a try to find my peace. And I I get quiet because sometimes when you're trying to seclude yourself, sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes people will still be talking to you. Sometimes people will still be wanting to know what's going on. So I get quiet. I'll nod or I'll give short answers because sometimes people don't get it. Because I I hate giving people attitude when they don't deserve it. If, if if I feel they deserve it, that's one thing. That's one of the benefits of working through it. You start to understand and realize, be aware of what the difference is between attitude, just pure emotion, and attitude, and attitude that was caused by something intentionally big difference the trick is to really tap into yourself and to understand what what is being fueled by you and what was being fueled by an outer source now if I now if I'm being talked to a certain way if I'm being treated a certain way then yeah that's understandable hostility but if you just happen to say something to me at the wrong time I can I can take that into account and not unload the and not unload the floodgates that were just filled up I think that's an important part of really understanding your issues, understanding your anger. I'll give you an example of what sparked the idea of this episode. I had a medical appointment the other day. I um I got there and the drive is I don't live close, I don't live far. It's about a half hour drive, roughly. It's no not not too far, but not five minutes away. And the and the trip to get there stresses me out because the roads are horrible in a certain spot. And, you know, to save time, just going to go over that road. Now, these appointments always stress me out because it's not the office, it's not the people. It's the drive. It's the drive and combined, obviously, with... Anytime you get to a doctor's office or medical checkup or anything like that, it it can be stressing because you don't know what you're going to hear. Last year I had a big medical scare, so things have been a little tense with me since then. So I'm nervous almost every time I go to a doctor's office. But this one stresses me. A big chunk of this is because of the drive. But I get there, and I tell them my name, I tell them my time for the appointment, and they tell me that I'm not scheduled until another date. And mind you, I mean, I'm already, I've been mentally prepping for this since the night before. I've been dreading it for probably the last week. But... I'm one of those people where it's like, you know, kind of don't want to do it. 
Like, I want to get it done because my philosophy is whether you know about it or not, it's still happening. So you may as well find out. So I keep my appointments. I, I try not to cancel unless I actually have to. But stressful ride there. I'm ready to get it over with so I can go a few more months hopefully without having to deal with it. I get up there and they tell me my appointment ain't until this day, this time. Now, I'm very unhappy. <laughs> I am very, I am very upset. Um, how would you react in that situation? Because I've seen, I've personally seen different reactions to this kind of news, this kind of information being given to someone. Now, personally, I hate when I see people flip out at receptionists for something that they can't control. Now, exactly who was responsible for my appointment getting changed and not telling me, I don't know. That's, that's my issue. If you're going to change my appointment, I un I am a very patient patient. <laughs> okay, I, I understand. If you're going to change my appointment, you need to... I found out the reason why, and completely understandable. You know, it fine. I am absolutely okay with that. Just tell me. Just tell me before I actually get there. That's That was my issue. So I am very... I am very angry, but I'm not showing it. What would that do? What would me being visibly angry do besides make not just my day bad, which it ruined my whole day, but it's going to make it's going to upset them whether they care or not on I'm sure, you know, I I know for a fact that they get rude patients that come in once in a while. So I'm sure they have their ways of dealing with it. <laughs> So I don't think it would have ruined their day, but it's still, nobody likes being talked to in a hostile way at work. No one likes being talked to like that when they're trying to help people. So what would it have done for me to get angry with them? It wouldn't have done anything. It would have made my mood worse. It would have made that moment for them worse. There's nothing that comes from it. There's nothing good that comes from unwarranted hostility. Now, some people may say, they didn't tell you they changed it, so you had a right to be angry. I was angry. I did have a right to be angry. I'm not saying I didn't. I'm saying I did have a right to be angry, and I was angry. What I'm talking about, though, is projecting that anger to people who don't deserve it. Even, I'll go a step further, even if the person who's responsible for it would have came out from the back into the office and told me that was me I switched it I forgot to call you and let you know first would I still be angry yeah I would still be angry but would I at least appreciate them telling me about it yeah I'd prefer if they apologized for it which I'm sure if that scenario would have happened they would have but I would still be angry some people make mistakes would I like less mistakes in the medical field? Sure. Especially when it comes to operations. And scheduling is a lower level of mistakes that shouldn't be made. But if a mistake's going to happen, it may as well be scheduling. I'm still angry. I have a right to be angry. But do I have the right to get mad and throw a fit at the receptionist? No, I don't. I don't. There is no right for me to get mad at them physically. Nothing would come from me yelling. My problem wouldn't have got fixed by me yelling. My problem wouldn't have got fixed for me down-talking them or belittling them. Nothing, would good, nothing good will come from it.
So what I did is I took a moment, a very quick moment, because, you know, it's a doctor's office. People were in and out. So I, I just took a minute, and I kind of just, I did sigh, not like dramatically, but enough to just kind of, you know, just just kind of piece myself out some, you know, just because I'm not going to flip either way. It just, it just helps. You know what I mean? It just helps. I just had to, you know, just, just release a little bit of air. Let out some of that hostility from your nostrils. But I just kind of, I was like, they did say sorry about that. Um, I'll, I'll write down the time and day for you just to make sure you have it. And she apologized again. And I appreciate that. But when she told me that there's nothing, they can't do anything today, your appointment's for this. And she gave me the new date. She goes, would that be okay? And I mean, obviously, first instinct, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be, isn't it? <laughs> but I didn't say that. I just said, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And I took the card, told her have a great day, and I left. The world we live in, especially right now, is very, very tense. We live in a very tense world right now. Nothing, it, it doesn't need any more negativity. It doesn't need any more hostility that isn't warranted. I've seen people go to a gas station, go up to the cashier, not get what they wanted, and legit yell at the person. Like, yell at them. There's no excuse for that, ever. Unless somebody gives you attitude first, then sure. If, if, you, go up to, if you go up to somebody, and you're dealing with anyone professionally, whether it be a receptionist, or a clerk, or a whatever... And if they give you attitude, yeah, you have every right to give them attitude back. It's understandable. But when somebody makes a mistake, when somebody tells you they don't have this item that you wanted, if somebody is backed up and can't get to you right away, if there's three people in line ahead of you and you have to be at work in five minutes, you have no right to yell at those people just because you probably should have left 20 minutes sooner. People who get mad at others for reasons that have nothing to do with them. It is completely unnecessary. It is completely uncalled for. I like to be the person who sticks up for those people. I I would get really uncomfortable cuz I have bad social anxiety. And whenever that would happen and I'd be around, I would get very uncomfortable. I still would. It's that's not a question of me being uncomfortable, but now I'll actually stick up for that person instead of just kind of sneaking away and avoiding it. I would actually I will actually help stand up for those people if say I'm a customer in line and the person ahead of me is talking trash on the cashier I will make sure I'm heard I will say well they're trying their best they can't go much faster if they're saying ignorant stuff like calling them names or just talking all kinds of trash I will give that back I will give that back to them because it's uncalled for. Nothing good comes from adding hostility. It makes no situation better. Even if somebody's mouthing off to you, when you mouth back to them and you just add to it, there's no, nothing's good coming from that. 
It just one happens to be more understandable than the other. I tried to really think about what it is that causes my mood swings. Why I get so angry so quick. Because I hate misery. I hate anger. I hate... I hate I I hate hostility. But I it happens to me so quick. I mean, I guess if you want to think about it, that could be why I hate it so much because it happens so quick. I have a hard time really time stamping memories sometimes. To save from getting into it because I might make this topic a whole episode because it's it takes a while to kind of cover it. But there was a moment in my childhood that changed everything. A medical moment. When I try to go back and think about when this, when the anger issue started, it does seem like it started after my, started after the events that kind of changed everything, changed my childhood. I don't know if it would tie into that or not because during this time I was given a lot of affection. I think this I think that time period was is a has a lot to do with um honestly I hate I hate rambling like this. I hate kind of being all over the place. But I'm 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 try, I'm like I'm processing all of this. And I'd rather keep it in than take it out. Um, when I was going through this, it it really did, I think, heighten my emotions in terms of love and um, just caring in general. Just It heightened my sense of love a lot. And it I it could possibly be a byproduct that it increased my anger as well without it being present because there was no reason for it to be present in the state of things in my way of thinking as a kid. That it could be possible. I because my emotions were were shot up in the air so high, maybe it shot all of them up and I just didn't realize it till later. I mean, if it can lift up my joy, my love, my empathy, my sense of affection, who's to say going through that didn't shoot up my anger, my depression? And it did shoot up into my depression. It did shoot up my depression heavily noticeable years later but I mean looking back it kind of makes sense if if it could lift up one emotion so high why wouldn't it lift all emotions up that high but due to the fact of my anger issues and working through them because I've went through the process of curving that anger of shielding that anger from people that don't deserve it as best I can anyway I'm not perfect I mess up I still say things out of anger I'd, I'd try though I try to avoid saying things I try to avoid being angry with people who don't deserve it and I'm 99% of the time I'm successful because most of the times when I say stuff I shouldn't they did something to deserve it but still it, like I said it does no good even in that situation. Might make you feel better sometimes, but you'll eventually just feel worse. But since I've went through that journey, since I've went through that process, I feel like maybe I just get that much more angry with people like that because they haven't made the effort to calm that anger. <clears throat> they haven't made the effort to be kinder. This is a part of the episode where I wish I was doing it live, 
Now, in all fairness, this was live. This would be a horrible podcast right now. It's probably going to take a few episodes to get into a comfortable zone where I can just kind of talk and go and not feel so scramble-minded. But to be able to go back and forth would help a lot. But also I feel like I feel like there's somebody out there at least one person who could relate to what I'm saying. If you search up hostility, you will get an overview and you'll get treatments. Overview. Feelings of opposition, unkindness, or unfriendliness towards something or someone. Common causes. Hostility can be normal and only an indicator of underlying disease when feelings become excessive, all-consuming, and interfere with daily living. Treatment ideas. Slowing down and taking deep breaths before responding to situations that provoke hostility. Very much. Like I said earlier, I let out a sigh, a very non-obnoxious sigh, and I proceeded to engage. What I find, actually, I honestly find communication to be a very good asset or a very good tool to conquer hostility, to conquer anger. And I'll explain why. Communication is absolutely underrated. Specifically for anger and hostility, being able to have somebody to communicate with, be it a therapist or a friend, a coworker, somebody that you can really talk about it is so valuable. Whenever you're angry, whenever you're completely feeling as if you are losing your mind, you are just absolutely irate. If you can talk about it, it's almost as if like you're it's almost as if you're turning a valve. Because if I could the best way I could try to describe anger and like severe anger would be it feels like there's so much pressure inside of you it's at war with the walls that are containing it it is completely agitated it is absolutely wanting to burst out which is why when we're angry we have outbursts we will yell at somebody, we will hit somebody, something. But if you talk, and and as I also said before, when I'm angry, I don't want to talk to anybody. You know, I, I, just, I deal with it myself. But I'd be lying to you if I said I've never talked to anybody. There's been times when I've been angry, and this happened at work probably... It was towards the end before I left. Um, probably about a year before I left. So, back in 2017. I, I was, it was actually an interesting moment because it was the first time I really verbalized the way my head works in terms of anger. Um, as I said in the last video, I worked at a supermarket and... I was in the aisle and everything in the store was done so me and two of my friends who were obviously co-workers also <clears throat> we go to the candy aisle because all our stuff was done so we went there to help zone 
and zoning is if you've never worked retail it's when you pull items to the front and make the shelves look fuller and nicer but we're zoning and one of them said something now I honestly cannot remember what they said and they weren't saying anything to me like these are the two people that I was cool with who respected me as much as I respect them so nobody said anything to me in a way where I should get mad but somebody said something that made me think of something else and I got very upset not at them but upset at what I thought about like I wish I could remember just to help with an example but I don't but I just got angry and whenever I got that angry at work I get done whatever I'm doing faster considering how much that place made me mad I'm surprised I never got done three hours before my shift ended but that's a that we're not going down that rabbit hole um <clears throat> but yeah I one of them said something I got mad and so I we were all kind of together zoning up but when I got mad I went more towards the end of the aisle while they were still in the middle working towards the other end because like I said I distance because they don't deserve my attitude they didn't do anything they were talk they were having a conversation that had nothing to do with what made me mad but because of how my mind works I got upset so I went to a different area now they could pick up on my mood they, they could tell that I was because I got quiet I was talking and we were all talking we were just conversing so I got quiet they noticed that and they could see a look on my face where they could tell I was upset about something instead of kinda just you know being like it's nothing don't worry about it I I flat out told them I said I just got really angry for some reason and they they actually asked they said was this something that we said and I told them I said something you said made me think of something else and for some reason it got mad like that's what I I, I explained it to him like that like I'm paraphrasing because this was years ago but I I was honest with them I told them I told them they didn't they didn't upset me just something they said triggered something that upset me said I'm not I because I made I made sure they knew I'm, I told them I'm not mad at either of you like you guys being in the aisle with me is helping me from not being completely mad you know like I'm angry but you know I have my friends right here with me so that helped. I just I tried to make it as clear as possible well that I wasn't angry at them because like I said I hate people feeling as if I'm giving them attitude or they did something wrong when they didn't. I hate the idea of somebody feeling that because they don't deserve it. And that moment I really realized how much talking about it can help because as soon as I opened up to them the pressure like I was still mad for a little bit but the pressure completely relaxed I wasn't as tense you know you can be angry and tense but when you're just angry and not tense it's easier to get over the anger and that really showed me sometimes if you're angry it's best to talk it's best to talk about it if you can in this situation it made sense to me at the time to talk about it because I just because one in that environment we were always venting frustrations so it you know talking about what was making us angry was normal and I also felt comfortable with both of them enough to open up like that. So it it something life's taught me so many things. And one thing that that life has taught me 
is most of our vital lessons in life happen completely spontaneous. It happens in ways that you cannot premeditate. I've had so many revelations and mind-blowing moments in the weirdest situations that really put in perspective of how much we it makes me question all the time how much do we miss every day so because of that I tend to really overanalyze a lot of different things because you never know when there's going to be a good lesson in a daily activity in a conversation with somebody But back to the topic, um, whenever we're angry and we feel like we're just going to explode, what what is it that we want in that moment? First, at first thought, it's I want to hit something. I want to hit someone. I want to scream. What is all that? It's you want to get it out. You want to get it out in any way possible. And because you're angry, the first thing you think of doing to get it out of is a violent or in a verbally aggressive way. But talking is just as effective and it's less painful for you and for them for me whenever I do talk when I'm angry and I'm by myself I pray I do that a lot if it gets real bad and I'm angry and I go off and it's just not going away I'll pray I don't talk to people a lot through my anger but I will talk to God and it helps it helps a lot um when it when it's between letting it out in a way that's going to hurt somebody else or letting it out in a way that's going to only help yourself then the choice is easy but when you're in that state of mind, when you're in that high sense of anger, you're not thinking like that. You're not thinking about repercussions. You're not thinking about who are you hurting. All you're thinking about is, I'm hurting. Push that out. And you're so desperate to push it out, you're not thinking of who you're going to hurt in the process. And I've, there's memories that I have from, I want to say 15 years ago, things I've said that I've regret, things I've said out of anger, and because of how my anger works, it's said in a way that's out of context, because I would be mad at something that happened an hour ago and then something would happen and I would say something in remarks to that whereas one person would forget anything happened now all of a sudden I'm saying this mean thing and it hurts their feelings and it's people that I care about like 15 16 years ago longer I have these memories of just saying things that I wish I wouldn't have because they didn't deserve it these days I struggle a lot with getting into arguments with people and understanding when to not engage and when it's okay to my current practice is trying to 
trying to control what I say in terms of do I really need to say it? And whenever you're online, it's so easy. <laughs> you can you can say whatever you want at the tip of your fingertips and vent your frustrations. And what I'm practicing is trying to see is that worth saying? Do you need to say that? What's going to happen if you say that? Is it's going to make you feel better? Is it going to make anyone else feel better? Is it going to possibly make someone upset? And if they get upset, they engage you. It's going to make you matter. Or or they're going to be um not aggressive towards you and they'll be more positive and they'll brush it off be the better person then you feel bad that's been one of my latest studies of myself is really considering is this angry thing I'm gonna say worth saying and nine times out of ten no it's not Now I was nervous to do this episode because I'm doing this episode before I even launch the first one. I'm I'm trying to get enough done to where I can be confident in posting these and putting these out there. I really want to I really want to put this out. I really want to see if this podcast can work. I, I I'd like to see it really grow and become something that can reach so many people to help them. I look at hardships as lessons for yourself and others. I'm I am blessed enough to where I have friends who come to me if they have a problem and they need someone to talk to. They need advice. And Every time somebody tells me that I made a difference or I helped them, I I get this sense of just complete gratitude for my life. Not for me, but for my life. I um and the first thing I think of is always that. It's it is seeing somebody smile where they were crying or seeing somebody happy where they were just sad that's what that's why I love doing that and through podcasting I'm hoping that eventually I can do this to where I can help people like that and on a scale big enough to to really make a difference for people and hopefully make a living for myself. Will I do that through podcasting? I don't know. But I'd certainly like to. I think I might make this more of a more of a thing. I really don't know if I can fill an hour on each topic separately. So I kind of like talking about it first and then towards the end of the episode kind of branching off a little bit into just kind of discussion. Um, please let me know if, if you if you like that. If you don't like it, if you want me to rather just stick to the topic um, completely for the entire episode, um, or if you if you kind of like this. But I look at it like this: I I like who I am when I'm in a good mood, when I'm at peace. Peace is what I strive for. Whenever you're hostile, whenever you're angry, whenever you're aggressive, whenever you're mad, you're not at peace. And I just seen something earlier that said, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. And that is absolutely true. Some people say that you can't get comfortable because when you're comfortable, you're not doing what you're supposed to. That's subjective. I I get what they're trying to say. They're trying to say keep pushing forward, keep going for goals, keep making goals. I respect that. 
I agree. That, that's true. You know, it's always nice to have goals. It's always a good idea to have goals. It's healthy. But peace of mind is, to me, absolutely priceless. I hope everybody listening to this, if you do struggle with anger, if you do really have a hard time dealing with it and overcoming yourself and having the anger control you, I'm not sponsored, I'm not an affiliate or nothing like that, but um, if you go to YouTube, if you're watching it, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, open up another window. If you're not watching it, go to YouTube and search up Dr. Christian Conti. He's actually a former. He's actually my former counselor. Um, he moved off into a different state. Long time ago, and through the years, he went to anger management counseling. And he has a YouTube channel, and it really can help you. It, I, I love his channel. I listen to all of his videos. And I really appreciate what he puts on there. So if you are having anger issues, please take into consideration looking him up. If I, if I think about it, I'll put his link in the bio, if I'm able to, if this is on YouTube. But I highly suggest it, because... It, it can get overwhelming. It can get absolutely overwhelming. I know. I, I understand perfectly. Maybe next week I'll, I will go into the high sensitivity episode so I can get that out of the way and touch up on that because both these episodes have been tying into that. And I try so hard to keep this on topic to be specific. Because I don't want to be saying the same thing every week. I feel like that cheapens me. I feel like that's... I, I want to give as much as I can to this podcast. To, as much as I can to you guys. So if I, I feel like if I'm talking about the same thing every week, it's going to get just repetitive. It's going to be... It's going to feel as if I'm milking time, which I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to make every episode special and unique so it I'm trying not to really talk about things over and over but I feel like it's gonna happen anyway so once I do get the high sensitivity episode out I'll probably feel a little better about talking about it more but the more I think about it the more I talk about it the more I think that the more I'm theorizing that they all tie into each other. That when my I started getting high sensitivity towards other things, that anger just went along for the ride. Think I'll do that for next week's episode. I I think that'll be a good place to go on from this point. Because the best cure for anger is joy. And that episode's gonna focus primarily on the good and the positive and the rewarding feeling that it comes with it it's not all positive obviously but i'm looking forward to that episode i hope you guys will be too um if you have any concerns or um thoughts or relation to empathy high sensitivity i hope you join me for next week's episode because that's I've decided that's what it's going to be about. That way, when I bring it up in future episodes, it won't feel as if I'm talking about something that hasn't been explained already. I genuinely thank you for listening. If you are still listening, I appreciate it so very much. This is something that's really, I feel, going to help me. It's really going to help me let go of some things I've just been keeping in too long. Last week, my story of me and the girl who were involved, that was a story that I've only ever told one other person. Like, me and her 
um, how real it got for me. I had only told, besides of course her and me, I only kind of let that out to one person and that was Taj. And he, as I said, he passed away. So nobody else on earth knew that story really, besides me and her. So this is, it, it feels good being able to get out things that I don't really share with people. And I certainly hope to see this continue to grow, keeping with topic episodes, maybe throwing in once in a while just kind of discussion episodes. Um, I'd like that too. But either way, again, I thank you so much for sticking with me, so much for tuning in again, um, unless this is your first time, in which I'll appreciate seeing you next week here. Same day, same time. Same place you found this on today. Like I said last week, I am trying to stick with consistency. So I will see all of you next week, I hope. So again, thank you. Whatever time you're listening to this, if you're listening to it as it drops, or if you're listening to it later, whatever it may be, I hope and I pray that the rest of your day or evening is as wonderful as you are. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sean. This is the Shatter and Breathe Podcast. I thank you so much. God bless. Take care.